by the end of that year, we made like a half a million dollars. Wow. And there was a ton of testing and tweaking and it was like, wow, like this is it. Like I found the lottery. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. We love equity listeners. How are you guys doing today? Today we have a, another great show, another great episode, and another great guest. On today, we have Zach Booth, who hails from Utah, and he's a wholesaler that's doing a lot of things uh, there in that cold weather over there in Utah, but he's actually getting deals in. We're going to talk about a challenge that he introduced to his audience that I'm going to let him talk to you guys about because we want to talk about really the psychology of success, how you guys can get started, how you can move in the right direction and stop just analyzing deals and you know going to YouTube University, but actually getting out there taking action. So Zach, man, how are you doing today? Welcome to the show. Thanks, bro. Super, super good to be here. And yeah, I'm I'm sick of the cold. It's snowing today, man. It's April. It's not supposed to be snowing. <laughs> Is it? Wow. You know what? I'm not too far away from you. I'm in Phoenix, and we today we have a little we have a little front coming in. It'll be about 80 degrees today, so that's a little chilly for us. <laughs> oh, a little cold front. <laughs> I actually yeah. was down in Phoenix. I was on the uh, Real Estate Disruptors podcast in January okay. and was chasing Havelina. Yeah, yeah. I was chasing Havelina with my bow and arrow and and then did a little podcast while I was down there too. Dude, it was so awesome. Perfect, uh, perfect. Oh, so nice down there. Yeah, Steve and Max, man, they 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 frequent us. We are we're good friends, man. Um, because oh, cool. I'm a big part of the uh Rhea here and we always get a chance to collaborate. So that's cool. Yeah. All good. right. All right, man. So give us your background. Tell us who you are, what you what you've been doing. First of all, who you are and how you got started before real estate investing? Yeah, before real estate, professionally, I was a window cleaner, right? I had a little window cleaning business. So it was definitely not as exciting as real estate. That is for sure. You know, from the outside looking in, I was pretty successful though, right? I had, uh, by the time I walked away from it and said, I'm done, told my business partner, if there's profits, pay me. If not, pay cash me out. And if not, whatever. I was done. And yep. which is sad, you know, as a business started when I was 17 years old. I ran it for a couple of years, had a couple employees, wrote uh, work release hours for myself in high school, you know, had my own LLC okay. and everything. I got that on my birthday when I was 18. You know, you had wow. to be 18. Um, yeah. 
And, you know, I worked hard from the time I was a, a young kid. You know, my parents said, you're a grown man. You pay for your own stuff at 16 years old. And okay. so, so if I wanted to play, you know, school ball, I had to pay for all my stuff. I got made fun of because I only had one pair of shoes and they were just haggard, you know, and, <laughs> and I was, that was cheap as could be too. Cause I wanted to be able to have some money and go on dates and, you know, and I was working all these different jobs. And so by the time I was 17, I had, you know, made handcrafted cheese, taxidermy, wood mill, wow. framed houses, finished carpentry, landscaping. And my junior year summer, I went to Nova Scotia, Canada, worked for a family friend doing landscaping and stuff up there and taking care of one of their summer homes. And uh, I was working like 80 hours a week and it was hard labor. I, rem I remember we were building retaining walls and throwing sod and I remember I, we were just staying in this little bunkhouse on this nice property. You know, we were just, we were just the grunts, man. I was just, so you left, you left Utah and went to Canada. So you went from cold to even colder, but you yeah. did it during the summertime. So that yeah, was so it was actually beautiful. So <laughs> green, you know, it's like, it was cool. You could see Prince Edward Island off of the property we were staying at and all the crab pots or, or the, I guess, lobster buoy things, okay. you know, and we'd get fresh lobster. It's like, I remember it was like $2 for a giant, you know, man, that sounds good. giant lot. Oh, dude. So good. I, I ate so much freaking lobster. Anyways, when I was when I was there though, I, I remember my, at night my hands would cramp up, and I'd have to like open up my hands with my forearms at night, like because mm -hmm. my my hands were so sore from from working so hard. And you know, I had all those experience. And by by the time I was done with that, I was like, all right, like I gotta quit trading time for money because I don't have enough time to give. And plus I don't get paid very much. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and then on top of that, I was so annoyed because I felt like I was really like hardworking and really wanted to do well. And, and I wasn't taken serious because I was 17 years old. I was just a stupid kid. And, and looking back, I, I know that now, you know, but I mm -hmm. thought I was something special <laughs> and I wanted to get paid more. And so I was like, you know what, that's it. I'm going to do my own thing. And I had read rich dad, poor dad when I was 14. Okay. So I already had this like bug in me, this desire to kind of be in control of my financial life. Now, um, let, me ask you, let me ask you this real quick, Zach. Was your mom and dad, were they entrepreneurial or no. you just had that itch? Oh, no, I did it out of necessity. My dad's been at the same company since he was 19. He's 62 years old. Same company. It's sold three times. He hasn't left. Same building. Wow. Yeah. So my dad's like OCD, very structured life, same company. Right. Like it was mm -hmm. death. It was absolute death. If I left a dirty dish in the sink, you know, like yep, me and him yep. are so different. He thinks I'm crazy and I think he's crazy. We love each other, but we're, we're, we're different. different. Um, yep. We're very different. You know, my mom's she's, they're both hard workers though. They, they, they forced me to work. They taught me to work from the time I was 11 till I was 15. And I went out and started working for other people. I worked for the family lawn mowing business. So my dad worked his corporate job and then we'd mow lawns after work you know, okay. and, and after school. And so they taught me to work. My dad or my mom went to school, was uh, waiting tables at night, taking care of kids during the day and then doing uh, nights classes and all sorts of stuff. Pregnant with my youngest uh, brother while she's doing nursing school, graduated. I mean, they're dedicated, amazing right, human right. beings, right? Great parents. But, you know, my dad considered me a man at 16. He cut me off financially. And so there was this necessity to make more money, which was the greatest thing he ever did. For yeah. Me. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it was, it was a, a big aha moment in my life that I needed something different. And so I remember when I was, I think I was like 12 or 13, we were, we were mowing lawns after work. And I remember I was so bitter about it. I did not want to go do that. You know, I did not mm -hmm. want to go mow lawns. And I remember asking my dad kind of, 
upset. I was like, dad, like, why are we mowing these guys' lawn? No one mows our lawn. Right. Right. I'm like, why are their houses so big? Ours is tiny. You know, like I was like asking him all these questions and, you know, good for my dad. He didn't let it hurt his ego or anything. He, he didn't lash out to me. And I had all these questions about money. And he said, you know, what? talk to my friend, Clint, you know, my friend Clint's really mm-hmm. rich. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Clint's broke. Have you seen his truck? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, Clint's just cheap, son. He's really rich. I was like, okay. So I asked Clint and Clint gave me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I read that as a, as a young kid. My brain already started working. Well, how do I make more money? So I already wanted to start a business young. So at 17, I started that window cleaning business and ran it for a decade. And starting out, I had no idea how to wash windows. I didn't know how to price it. I knew nothing. I just thought like, what business could I do? And started brainstorming, like what service businesses. I didn't want to mow lawns anymore. I had mowed Mm -hmm. way too many lawns already. This this sucks. Not for Um, you, huh? Not for me. So then I started doing some research. What could I do? What equipment could I buy? You know, my dad wouldn't even co-sign a loan for my truck. So Nova Scotia happened so I could buy a truck, right? It was 80 hour work weeks. I come home, buy a truck cash and got my first cell phone. But I had to go to T-Mobile or not T-Mobile, but uh, Cricket because they didn't require a a credit score and I wasn't 18. So it was the only cell phone I could get because my dad wouldn't co-sign that either. And so like, I was like having to like figure things out to start this little business. And I got some business cards printed out and I called on the yellow pages, a window cleaning company to come out and bid my dad's house. So I know how to bid, bid window. Right. Cleaning. Right. Smart. Smart. <laughs> just like, I was just like pulling, you know, whatever I could figure out to make it happen. And, you know, I, I did a lot of cool things. You know, I ended up on the history channel because of window cleaning. I, wow. I, yeah, from the outside looking in, I have, you know, you can look up window cleaning ventures on YouTube and you can find my window cleaning tutorials. So I created some window cleaning tutorials for my staff because I had so much high turnover for my window cleaning technicians. And so I, I created these how-to videos for them. I had no idea anybody wanted to watch videos. I have one video that's got like 10 million views and like 20,000 comments. Wow. Yeah, blown away. I ended up on the History Channel. You know, they use some of the clips of my, my videos and stuff really cool things happened, but I was able to get my first duplex living in one side, renting the other while I was growing this business, bought a second one, moved into it. Then my wife got pregnant. She's like, okay, we're not living with tenants anymore. We're not hopping house to house, you know? And so- Don't that suck, man? (laughs) (laughs) Like I got a good thing going here. You know why you want to disrupt all of that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're going to make us rich, babe. She's like, I want quality of life, Zach. I'm like, ah. good for me, you know? And so I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? I had all these roadblocks. Now I needed 25% down, right? To, to get a loan. And my debt to income ratio was an issue. And there was just lots of things that was keeping me from doing deals. Right. And, and so I kind of got stuck. I kind of got frustrated and discouraged. And the bigger I got with my business, the less money I was making. Right. I was making more. I, I was, I had years that I made nearly six figures, but it was me working my butt off with two to three employees mm-hmm. and two trucks. That's it. Okay. And I got to the point where I had three trucks and 13 employees. Wow. And it sucked because I was making like 40 to 50 grand a year. See, and you know what? A lot of people look at that. They say, wow, you know what? This guy, he's young. He got all of these accounts. He got trucks. He got employees. He must be doing really, really well. But, you know, like you said, on the outside looking in, everything looks great. But then you being in that driver's seat, you're like, man, I'm working 100 plus hour weeks and I got to make sure I got these payroll taxes ready and payroll ready and everything like that. Yeah. 
it was painful, dude. It sucked. Honestly, it was the worst thing ever, but I learned so many amazing things along the way. Okay. Right. And one of the big things that made me go, okay, something has to change. I have to make a change was the day my son was born. I didn't think my bill would come back so high. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember shortly after he was born, it's the most magical moment of my life just beautiful being there with my sweetheart that I love dearly. We've been married 10 years now. And anyway, she, or not she, but the, the, the doctor, the nurse, I can remember came in. It's like, Hey, your bill's ready for you. And I was, cause I had been asking, like, I was a little nervous about the money. And right. Right. So I find out I can't even get close to covering the bill. And, and I remember being so stressed out. And then I was upset because I was worried about money on that day. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't enjoy the childbirth. Yeah. I couldn't enjoy the most special day of my life becoming a father. Like mm -hmm. there is no better and greater thing that can happen to a man. Right. Right. And I was so upset because I, I, and I felt like a loser. I felt like a failure. I felt like I wasn't qualified to be a dad. I felt like I was failing the kid from day one. I had all mm -hmm. these like inner horrible thoughts about myself and my accomplishments and don't get me wrong, I worked hard. And that's what upset me so much. Because mm -hmm. I had been trying, I had been grinding, I'd been pushing. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Right. And I looked at my financial life and what happened and the, the rentals I had, I was like, that's the easiest money I ever made. Yeah. I need more. How do I get more of this? Mm -hmm. And that's when I really dug in and started listening to podcasts like this and, and reading books okay. and trying to figure out a way. And I learned about wholesaling, found okay. out about wholesaling, went to my business partner a few weeks later. And I said, Hey, I quit. <laughs> wow. Okay. I hadn't, even, I hadn't even done a wholesale deal. It was March 2nd, 2017. It was my birthday. And I said, let's go to lunch. And I said, Hey, I quit, bro. I was like, if there's profits, <laughs> If there's profits, great. You know, and he joined the company a couple of years before I'd ran it about eight years by myself. And, you know, and that was a big part of the problems too, is we had different visions and direction and drive. And, you know, I made some mistakes on, you know, how much equity I passed over. There was, there was a bunch of issues there, but I'm glad there were right. Because mm -hmm. the pain pushed me to take action, right? Without right. pain, we don't grow without pain. We don't move. You know, most people think you chase pleasure and it's like, no, you avoid pain. And so I, you know, I said, I'm going to do this. And, you know, it was, it was awesome because he said, you know, well, that's a, that's a scam. It's not going to work. You're going to, you know, you're so, you're going to be in so much trouble financially if you do this. Right. And I was just like, watch me. <laughs> and, and you know, what's funny, Zach, it's like whenever, and I always tell people life will challenge you and it will challenge your desires and your goals and your ambition. Because as soon as you said that, something negative was, you know, thrown right back at you. And at that point, you could have sat there and you could have said, well, you know what, let me think about this. You know what, you're right. You know what, I'm, I'm right now, I got a, got a new son, I have a family. You know, why would I jump out there and take this, take this leap of faith and jump into this venture that I really don't know anything about? But a good yeah. thing you had the persistence and you did it. Yeah, you're, I mean, it's crazy. I, I have students, right? And I was just talking to a student yesterday and I need to be sensitive and careful here. I'll just say this. We'll just say this, okay? I have seen this over and over and over with lots of people. You'll have family member. You'll have spouses that will come down on you thinking they're protecting you, but all they're doing is they're projecting their own limiting beliefs on you. Yeah. 
Very true. They don't think it's possible, so they're going to tell you it's not possible. Remember to take your advice and your 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 teachings from people that have done and are doing what you're trying to accomplish, not from people that have no idea. Like I would never give you marital advice. Mm-hmm. I am not qualified <laughs> for that. You know, I have an amazing marriage, but that does not qualify me. Right. I do not have a proven track record of changing lives and changing marriages. Mm-hmm. Right. I would never give you advice on politics. I never. Right. Like, right. I know nothing. Right. Nothing. And, and I think the only one that should give political advice are people that are actually in politics. You know, they're actually, True. you know, running and doing that. Not, not someone that was, saw something on Facebook. You know what I mean? And so, so I think that it's, it's very important to be careful of who you take your advice from and what decisions you make on what advice, you, you know, that, that comes. And so, yeah, I went for it. You know, I, I had joined a coaching program. I dumped a ton of money into coaching. I dumped like 19 grand into coaching. Okay. Most so, of it so- on credit cards. So that's one thing. So a lot of people getting started, you know, they just want to go to YouTube University. They don't want to invest in themselves, you know, and get get quality coaching. What do you think that coaching that you got helped you do? How did that accelerate your learning? Hundred percent. I did. There was no way I'd have done it. So, you know, I, I'm speeding up my story, but I had been learning about wholesaling and dabbling, and I had been in that analysis paralysis YouTube and. But I was like, hey, we're going for it. But I had hired a coach uh, a few years before. I paid 10 grand for him, right? And it was a mistake. It was just a huge amount of information. It was just information overwhelm. I learned about sub two and I learned about short sales and I learned about all this different stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I just felt overwhelmed. I didn't know where to start, right? I I didn't know know what my goal it was, what my goal should be. And I didn't know what he was trying to tell me what to do. He just gave me lots of information. Information's free. I didn't need information. I needed to clearly identify what I wanted, what my specific goal was and find a mentor that that's what they specialize in. And they have a proven process, step-by-step step, how to get there. Right. So I wasn't ready for the coach because I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I was at that point, the very beginning of 2017, I was like, I want to do wholesaling. I want to do wholesaling because I understand this. And this is what I understood. I'll share with the audience. I still hold this perspective. I love wholesaling for this reason. I am in the business of finding deeply discounted properties. That's my business. If you're a real estate investor, flipper, buy and hold investor, wholesaler, that's your business. That is the business, finding discounted properties. Your exit strategy, what you do with that property may change depending on your personal goals, right? What I wanted to do is build passive wealth or passive income and and generational wealth. I wanted it for my kids. I didn't want to be a failure. I didn't want to feel like I was a loser and not living up to the blessing of being born where I was born. I won the lottery Mm -hmm. when I was born and I felt like I owed it to my friends, my family, myself to be the best and do the most that I could. And so I got into wholesaling because I would get good at finding deep, deeply discounted properties. I get lump sums of cash. I could quit my, my, my window cleaning job, have more money than I have now, and yep. be able to cherry pick the best of the best deals, right? And ultimately, I could automate that wholesaling business like I have now. That I don't even have to go on the appointments and I get cash flow and I get to cherry pick my favorite ones, right? Okay, like I don't, yep. I don't go on appointments. I don't do sales calls. I don't do coach, you know, like I, I don't have to do any of those things. And so that's why I did it. And I, and I realized that's what I wanted to do. So I needed to find a wholesaling coach. So that's what I went and looked okay. for. Right. And I found a wholesaling coach and he changed my life. So I joined his program in very end of very end of January, first part of February, somewhere on there. And I found myself trying to do both. Mm-hmm. And I was working 60, 70 hours a week for my company, right? 
Yep. Yep. And I was so frustrated because I felt like I was pushing and growing this business. And my business partner was just, you know, coasting. Yeah. Coasting. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I was so hungry for a change. I said, screw this crap. Like I'm going for it. I'm burning the bridges. I'm making this crap happen. And so I sat him down on my birthday and I said, I'm done. Right. Like you can cash me out if there's profits, pay me. If not, like whatever, you know, whatever. I'm done. I'm just done. Yep. I'm done. And I built that business for a decade. That was scary. It was hard. You know, I was there grinding for a full decade. I had had, you know, I still, to this day, I haven't watched windows for like seven, eight years. Still to this day, <laughs> I get phone calls from clients that have my personal cell phone saved. I had a business line, but they had my personal cell phone. Wow. Like I washed so many stinking windows, dude. I was doing like a half a million dollars a year in sales and windows. Right. So anyways, I joined that coaching program and you asked how did coaching affect it? It was everything because he gave me step-by-step -step instruction and I went to work. I did exactly what he said. I was obsessed. I worked my butt off with everything I had because I had some mortgage payments coming up, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I had to make it work. And April, 2017, a month after I quit window cleaning, I got my first deal. I made 10 grand. Okay. So before we get into your first deal, this is what I want to say to everybody that's listening. Guys, if you join a mastermind or get a coach, find a coach, and that coach is leading you in the right direction, please, please, please listen to that coach's instructions because they've been down that road before already. So many times we hear students say, well, I got a coach and they were teaching me A, B, and C, but I really wanted to do X, Y, and Z. So I said, mm. well, why is that your coach? That shouldn't yeah. be your coach. You need to find a coach that's going to teach you on X, Y, and Z and learn from that coach. You know, a lot of times some students will want to say, well, I learned this on YouTube. I figured this thing out right here. Don't do that, guys. Listen to the coach because the coach has already have a proven track record. And once you follow that track record, you'll be like Zach. In the next 30 days, you'll, you'll make that $10,000 deal. Yeah. So just wanted to jump right in there real quick. So Zach, tell us about this first deal, man. Yeah. So I had, I had done what I, my coach had said, you know, like one of the things he had me do is build a cash buyers list first. He said, it's so important. Right. And he gave me some ways to do it. And I had found this guy at an auction and he was my only offer. I had people say I was 20 grand too high, but he had a 1031 tax exchange. He needed to move money for tax purposes. So he was hungry. He was the only one that responded about the deal. And I made 10 mm -hmm. grand on my first assignment. I was just, I was just so ecstatic. You know, I was just, I was, cause it was proof of concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like in your face, I did it, you know, right. <laughs> it is real. It can happen, you know? And then I, you know, by the end of that year, I'd done over a hundred grand in wholesale fees. Wow. Changed my life, dude. The next year, half a million The year after that 1.2 million. It, it's completely changed my life. I make over a million dollars a year. Now I'm a millionaire now in just a few years. It's, it's the greatest thing. Greatest thing since sliced bread. So, I freaking so, love it, dude. So what marketing strategy, what marketing strategy do you currently use that you find that's successful? Because I know Driving. there's multiple. Driving for dollars, baby. It's the best. It's okay. the best in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, I preach this, scream it from the rooftops. You know, I have a podcast called Driving for Dollars Mastery. I eat, sleep and drink it, right? It's, it's what makes me my money. Most people think driving for dollars is just for beginners. Like, no, it's not just for beginners. It's actually one of the most profitable ways to make money. I, I'm getting a, a one to four to a one to five investment. Meaning if I spend 
if I spend $1 on mm-hmm. marketing to the driving for dollars list, I make four to $5. Okay. So, so think about this. I spend a hundred grand. I'm going to make anywhere between 400 and $500,000, right? Wow. Which is incredible because that allows me to pay some of the best sales that you can find mm-hmm. and pay them really well and do profit sharing with my team, which allows the business to run without me. All I do okay. is look at my KPIs and that kind of stuff. So if you don't have a super solid marketing system that has huge returns on your investment, you're not going to be super successful. And I've tested pretty much everything. I've tested PPC. I've tested mm-hmm. radio. I've tested bandit signs. I've tested cold calling, texting, postcarding, all of the lists that people talk about, all of the niche lists you pull from the city, yeah. all the, the list source or prop stream or whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Do they all make money? Do I make money on them? Yes. But I make a million dollars a year just from driving for dollars and it is my fattest return. And it's what it's allowed me to grow so fast and build my wealth so fast. Okay. So driving for dollars is your marketing channel. So how did you get that set up? Were you driving for dollars first and then you started building out a team of people to drive for you? How did that happen, Zach? Yeah. So when I first, it was, it was a lot of trial and error, right? So when I first started, I was just driving ad and addresses, you know, writing on a paper, looking up on county records and, and sending postcards, right? Yeah. Maybe doing some door knocking, just a lot of hustle. And I started that after I had made that first hundred grand. Um, so what had happened was I did a hundred grand and then January and February, 2018 were pretty slow, okay. <laughs> real slow. And I was, I was pulling lists from listsource.com and from the city and county, you know, records uh-huh. for like tax delinquent code violations, ev- eviction, things like that. And I didn't get a deal for like a couple of months and I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> right. What, what's happening? <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And so I started driving and I added, I think I remember I added over under a hundred properties, a hundred pretty bad properties and pulled the list and, and I sent postcards and I got a deal. It was only like seven okay. grand or something like that. Okay. But I was, I was like, dang, that was like zero marketing dollars. Right. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, let's, let's, I want, I want some more of that. And, and so I recruited a bunch of people, right? Cause before, okay. when I started that, that was kind of before deal machine. That was before a lot of the, the, the mm-hmm. tech, there was one right. app that existed called driving for dollars. And I didn't know about it though. So we were doing okay. old school. And recruited a whole bunch of people. I did like this event and this dinner and I showed people how much money I was making and I was going to pay 20% of every deal to them if they'd help me go add properties. So we go to work on it. We just blow it up, right? We get to like July, August, find out about the driving for dollars app. So we start. So, so let me explain what the driving for dollars app is or the deal machine app. People don't know. So this is where you can drive through the neighborhoods, identify the houses of physical signs and neglect. And instead of writing down the addresses and looking it up takes forever, right? All you got to do is it's like a Google maps image on your app and you, you see the house, right? You driving by it, you see it. And then you just go to the map and just touch the house on your map. And it uploads all of the information you need to market to those people, their phone numbers, their email addresses, their, their mailing address, the property address, the name of the owner, everything you need. So now you can text or postcard or cold call, whatever you want. Right. And so we, we find out about this tech and we go, we go ham, right. By the end of that year, we made like a half a million dollars. Wow. And there was a ton of testing and tweaking and it was like, wow, like this is it. Like I found the lottery, you know, like how many, how many real quick, how many drivers did you have? I started off with like 12, 13, but they didn't, you know, they didn't, 
they yep. were, they were the yep. consistency, <laughs> the consistency was rough. And, you know, now people think you need this giant business with tons of drivers to make a million a year, like I do, but the system I use now, I have one driver that drives part-time, part-time wow. guys. And I make a million dollars a year off that. I have one part-time driver who also does all my texting and sends all my postcards and skip traces. He manages my marketing, right? I pay him a base salary of 3000 plus 5% of each deal. I have an acquisition manager that runs all my appointments, does all my acquisitions and dispo. I have two VA cold callers at like seven bucks an hour each and one in-house cold caller. That team right there generates a million a year. Okay. They add 2000 properties to my marketing list every single week. Um, I'm going to share some exact numbers here. We send, okay. uh, we send two text message attempts to each phone number. We send, except for the corporate, and we send three to four cold calling attempts. Whoever we don't get a hold of, we send two rounds of postcards. We redrive our market every six months. So that's the basic outline, right, okay. of my business right now. And dude, it's super profitable. <laughs> it's pretty wow. incredible. Okay. So let's do let's do this, Zach. Let's take a brief break. When we come back, we'll talk about more about the driving for dollars and, and how you're getting the deals in the process. So let's hear a brief word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge, but with Batch Leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to batchley.io and use promo code We Love Equity. All right, we're back with Zach Booth out of Utah, and we were talking about driving for dollars. So, Zach, just coming back real quick. So, you said you had a large team at first driving for dollars. It was hard to manage. What were some of the problems that you were having, and how did you resolve those problems? It was inconsistency, right? And then so one of the things we did is once we found this app and this technology, it took way less time to add properties. So within like the first six months of paying my drivers 20% of each deal, I calculated how many hours they had driven overall total. And if I would have paid them $20 an hour plus $100 per deal, plus paid for their gas, I overpaid by $60,000. Wow. <laughs> so okay. I was like, e like 20% is mm -hmm. a lot of money. And now that the, yeah. it's so easy with the, the app. And so there was a lot of work to be done. The tech's not as, was not as great as it is now. There's a lot of improvements, but you know, we started testing new things. We, we kind of got rid of everybody and we just hired one person to drive for us. And there was a lot of tweaking and stuff, but like the big thing that changed my marketing system and, and how it works is I started coaching. So okay. I never had any intentions or desire to be a coach or to like be the guru. You know, it's yep. not yep. not really who I am. I'm kind of a simple guy, but I had read a self-help journal called Living Your Best Year Ever. And it said you had to give away whatever you wanted to receive. So I made it, I wanted, I made it a goal to make a million dollars the next year after doing a half a million. And I didn't know how to get there, but reading a self-help journal said I had to give away what I want to receive. If I want love, I give love. If I want money, mm -hmm. I give money. I'm like, okay, let's give away a million bucks. How do we do that? I don't have a million bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
I was like, hmm, how do we do this? So uh, I was like, you know, what? I could teach this marketing system that put a half a million in my pocket. Let's go find 10 people. And I went to my mentor that taught me how to wholesale. I said, hey, I want to teach 10 people this marketing system. I want to put money in their pockets. Can you help me find 10 students? And he started coaching me on how to coach. He said, yes, but you can't coach them for free. Yep. And he's like, he's like, you're fine to reinvest all that money back into them, but you can't coach them free. They won't take you serious. You got to get 10 people that'll be serious. So I think I can't remember what I charge, but basically lost money, you know, cause I put all of it back into support and tech and, and a VA mm -hmm. to help me and stuff. I didn't make any money, but, but more than anything, they paid to be a student and they blew it out of the water. I was shocked. And they kept asking me questions. I found so many mistakes in my business, so many holes. Like I found one hundred and something thousand dollar mistake. I had a student's like, Zach, when you send your postcards, you know, you said, put your tracking number and I'm not able to set up my CRM to receive the text messages when they text that number, just the calls. And I'm like, I've never oh. received a text message. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to, to call fire, which is the platform for the tracking phone numbers. Mm -hmm. And I had text after text. Yeah. I'd love to sell my house. Yes. Give me a call. And oh, I'm wow. just like, shoot me right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I'm like lots of just silly things even, but some very serious and very strategic. And, you know, they start asking me questions and I'd be like, I don't know, I need to split test this. Let's test it. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, and I broke up my driving for dollars list into four parts, the absentee corporate owner occupied in the worst of the worst properties, you know, Zach, how, what's there, what should our, be, our criteria be and all these things. So I started like really perfecting my system. And that's what got me from, from a half a million to 1.2. It's because okay. I started teaching it yep, and, and implementing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, was, it blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. And, but more than anything, I fell in love with it, dude. It's addicting. Like seeing people like have massive success. Scott Dallinger, one of my first students, he makes over a million dollars a year now. His first deal with me was 113 grand. Wow. It, uh, Michael McLeish texted me like a year and a half after he joined my program. And he's like, I alone have accomplished your, your goal of a million dollars. He's like, I've now made over a million dollars from your marketing system alone, right? Like that crap is addicting, like, right? Like that right. makes you want to do more, like, cause you feel like you're, you're actually making an impact. You're changing lives because especially after like, I went through what I went through and how much, you know, the finances have changed struggle. my life and yeah. my family and like seeing it change theirs. You know, I actually have one of my students I'm flying out next week. They asked me to marry him. Right. Like the bond and relationship wow. that I built with these people, like, dude, there's no money for that. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. I feel like I have my cake and I eat it too. I have like purpose, you know, it's kind of like my Christian mission. I served, I served for service. I served to help and make an impact. And I served in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And I, and I, le I learned Portuguese and I love the Brazilian people. And all I did was serve for two years. And I felt like I got to have that again. I got to feel like I was just giving Excellent. and serving. And it wasn't just a business. And so I fell in love with coaching and that's what I've been doing mostly. Like that, like when I automated my wholesaling business, that's what I did. So over the last three years of my life, I spent like 60, 70 hours a week on my coaching business. Cause I love it. I'm okay. addicted okay. to it. So you have primarily like a COO that's running your wholesale business and you're focused on on the coaching side now. Yep. Yep. And I just okay. sit in on the team meetings and the, and the financial reviews, which is just two, three hours a week is all for, for the wholesaling business. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, man, we got a lot of information in there. Zach, you did a great job. Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to have you back on so we can really dig into, you know, the driving for dollars and building up the team and everything like that. But for right now, we're going to put you on the hot seat. We're going to put Zach on the hot seat. All right, Zach, starting over, man. 
what would you do differently? Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah, always. <laughs> uh, oh man, there's there's quite a few things. I would have started educating myself sooner, okay. right? I, I would have had a lot of limiting beliefs about my intelligence level. It's still not the smartest guy. I do know that. I'm, I haven't become delusional, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not as dumb as I thought, you know, and I used to just say to myself, like, the only way you'll be successful, Zach, is hustle because you're not very smart. And so I didn't spend enough time reading books or, or listening to podcasts or trying to, to empower myself. So I think that's, that's a big mistake. I, I, I really realize now that the most successful people are obsessed with education and not traditional education people, mm -hmm. but but actual education, studying, reading, you know, mentors, guides, yep. it's important. That's what I do different. Okay. And you kind of alluded into this, this next question is what separates those who succeed from those who fail as real estate investors? Obviously there's the education part, right? The, a lot of hustle in the right direction is so, so important. Right. And so, you know, people might be listening. Okay, great. Well, what's your instruction, Zach? You know, what's your instruction to, to take action? What's the first action should I, that yep. I should take? Yep. And the key should not be learning about wholesaling, learning about flipping, learning about multifamily syndications. Don't worry about the exit strategy. Focus first on how do you find a deeply discounted property and how do you know that it's a deeply discounted property? Focus yep. on that and focus on finding some, right? There you, if you go. get good at if you get good at that, you will make a lot of money. Okay, so guys, listen, gotta have focus. Stop trying to do too many things at once. You know, you don't want to multitask. You want to focus on how do I find deals? How can I analyze that deal? Because guess what? Finding the buyers, you'll definitely be able to do that once you understand what a deal is. So Zach put it in layman's terms: go out there and find a deal. That's your step. That's step one to the process of being successful as a real estate investor. That's if you want to be a wholesaler, fix and flipper, multifamily syndicator, got to be able to find a deal. So that's that's step one. So Zach, lastly, how can we get in touch with you? How can we find you? If we want to know more about, you know, your coaching program, your teaching, everything like that, where can we go to search out Zach Booth? Yeah, I'm, I'm on pretty much every social media platform. You know, I got a podcast, YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that stuff. So if you have a particular platform you like, definitely find me there. I, I do have some really cool, amazing free content that I did okay. that I'd like to give you guys. Uh, so the specialty link is dfdmastery.com. Stands for driving for dollars, dfdmastery.com forward slash 40 and 40, the number 40 and 40. I'm sure you'll be able to put that in the show notes, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, you'll get cool. it all in there. So what that is, is basically a series where I took a camera crew, flew to Tampa, Florida, never been there, took a thousand bucks is all. And the goal was to turn that thousand bucks into 40 grand in 40 days doing real estate wholesaling using my driving for dollar system. And I documented day by day. I share exactly what I was doing, what apps I was doing. You hear me cold call, you hear my scripts. I mean, you get everything. I mean, if you guys want free how to do something like there's yep. no, there's no better content out there. I guarantee it. It was a horrible, miserable, hard experience for me, but it's going to be amazing content for you guys. So, you know, I ended up crushing it. We, I made, uh, I made three wholesale deals happen. I made $93,000. And I also cherry picked two other deals that I kept as rentals with over a hundred thousand dollars in equity on that challenge. So it's incredible, incredible experience. Definitely check out that free content. You know, driving for dollars is not just for beginners. It is the best and fastest way to make an absolute fortune in this business. 
Well, great. We'll make sure we have those show notes, those links in the show notes below. Zach, I want to appreciate you, man. Thank you for being on the show. You guys know what to do. You got the action. I mean, you got the information. Now go out there and take action. Remember to enjoy the journey. And Zach, again, give me your Instagram, IG, all of those handles. That way we can put those in the show notes. Yep. Instagram is Zach Booth. So Z-A-C-K, last name Booth, B-O-O-T-H-E. YouTube is Real Estate Investing with Zach Booth. Okay. Podcast is Driving for Dollars Mastery. Facebook, Zach Booth as well. And uh, TikTok, I think, is The Real Zach Booth. And Don't worry about it. You, you'll share yeah. them with me. So yeah. we'll make sure yeah, we have them in there. All, in it, all in the show notes because I'm the same way. Somebody, what's, what's your IG? I'm like, um... <laughs> just yeah. google my name you'll find everything <laughs> yeah I, I have i have like three people now that help me with all my social media content it's a little crazy right now yep, so yep. same way so thank you zach not going to take up any more of your time guys we will see you on the next episode of we love equity thank you for listening to today's show i picked up some great actionable items and i'm sure you did as well if so let me know you can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.